Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Jack Cattrall, talk me through your points win and also the knockdowns during the fight. Yeah, bit of everything in there tonight. Couple knockdowns, points win. Uh, tough opponent, got the rounds out. Uh, back in the mix, happy. Yeah, long time out, pleased with that? Yeah, listen, I know, uh, probably not a high score for that fight, but uh, plenty of room to work on. Like I just said, then I'll be back in the gym next week and uh, can start preparing for some big fights. I'm just going to have to pause because Nigel Travis is behind me and we all know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack, yeah, did you believe the stoppage could come at one point during that fight? Yeah, uh, possibly. Never been stopped before. Probably looking for it a bit too much tonight. Uh, things flowed a bit better when I was relaxed, but again, can watch it back and keep learning from it. Jamie and Nigel, please, as well. Listen, uh, I wasn't over pleased with it. Uh, yeah, 10 rounds win, found a way to win, but I definitely know that there's, there's more to that. Me and Jamie and Nigel can get back in the gym uh, and keep preparing and working. Do you think if that was Jose Ramirez in there tonight or Josh Taylor, you still come out victorious? Of course, I always find a way to win. Uh, 26 fights now, and I always find a way to win. During the fight, Josh Taylor did tweet, he said, uh, I'm, on a, I'm on a level of my own or something to that degree. Uh, what do you make of that? Yeah, again, listen, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Uh, I'd have probably said the same if I was watching it tonight. If it had blown him out in the round, he'd have had something to say, shit opponent, etc. Doesn't really matter. Uh, I've got the guarantee to fight the winner, so we're on. But at least uh, you've got out, you've got paid, you've got your win, rounds in the bank as well. And now you can literally just sit back, uh, watch that fight between Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez unfold and then get the winner. Yeah, been a frustrating year for everybody. Uh, again, grateful for MTK, Frank Warren, to be able to deliver us a fight before Christmas uh, and put us in a good position going forward into next year. Jack, good to see you back in the ring, uh, winning ways as always, and we look forward, as I said, to a massive 2021 for Jack Cattrall. Anything you'd like to add before we go? Uh, thank you to my sponsors, all the fans, people supporting. Very grateful. Uh, thank you. Is there a message as well to either Josh or Jose? Yeah, listen, I'm excited for the fight. Hopefully you two get it on soon and uh, I'm coming for the winner. Jack Cattrall, thank you very much. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. I swear Frank Warren is trying to give Joe Joyce as little credit as possible. I mean, it's not a surprise but it's still a head shaker. He's talking about Daniel Dubois' eye as if it was some type of accidental injury. Oh, if Daniel didn't have that injury, then, you know, it, it wouldn't have ended like that and maybe he could have won and this, that and the other. That didn't happen from some clash of heads or one big punch. No, that eye was a long time in the making throughout the fight, courtesy of Joe Joyce's jab. Joyce was landing accurate jabs from the first round, consistently, constantly pinging the eye. So to say if Dubois didn't have that injury on his eye is ridiculous. 
because he was always going to end up with that injury on his eye getting hit that often with Joyce's jab. So he needs to give Joyce credit for that jab and he needs to acknowledge the fact that Daniel wasn't able to do anything about it and that's why he lost the fight. Wasn't able to get his own power shots on as often as he'd like to and they didn't have the kind of effect that he wanted them to. And on top of all that, the fight was competitive and close up until that 10th round. If Daniel Dubois had toughed it out, even if he just tried to survive the next few rounds, apparently one of the judges had Daniel Dubois eight rounds up. I haven't checked yet on BoxRec if they've got the scores up on there yet. But apparently one of the judges had it eight rounds, had Dubois up by eight rounds. That's crazy. Another one of the judges also had Dubois up, I think by a couple rounds, and then the third judge had Joyce up. So one of the scorecards there, absolutely scandalous. <laughs> you can see who they wanted to win, uh, allegedly. <laughs> but um, yeah, the way Frank Warren has reacted after this fight, to me, it's uh, a head shaker. You really want to give Joe Joyce more credit than that especially if that was Joe Joyce's last fight on his contract because you're not going to make him want to sign with you again by not giving him the credit he deserves so don't compound your uh, your uh, your misfortune Mr. Warren <laughs> by not giving Joyce the credit he deserves because you were backing openly Joe uh, Daniel Dubois before the fight which to me was really a big mistake if you're promoting both guys you want to try and stay as neutral as possible when you're going into a 50-50 fight like that between two unbeatens. You want to hedge your bets. But no, he was all in on the Daniel Dubois train and it came to a, sh a shudder and halt. It crashed. And now, you know, rather than give Joe Joyce the credit that he deserves, he's basically trying to say that, oh, well, that eye was the thing and, oh, the eye, all he, like literally in the post-fight interview, all Frank Warren did was talk about the eye. He hardly mentioned anything that Joe Joyce did. Isn't that a bit off to you guys? It is to me. It's just very off. <laughs> so anyway, let me know what you guys think about it in the comments below and let me know what you think about the scorecards as well. Maybe I'll do a separate video on that. It's one thing calling for an immediate rematch if a fighter loses on points or gets knocked out. But when a fighter quits and isn't getting badly beaten up and they still quit in the fight and then you want an immediate rematch, and by the way, it's not Daniel Dubois who wants the immediate rematch, as far, at least not as far as we know at the moment. It's his promoter, Frank Warren, who's calling for the rematch with Joe Joyce. That, to me, smacks of desperation by Frank Warren. Because we know that he was heavily in favor of Daniel Dubois, which, as I've already said, I think is a, or was a big mistake. As a promoter, when you're putting two of your unbeaten prospects up against each other like that, from a business point of view, you want to hedge your bets. You don't want to come out and be overtly biased in favor of one of them over the other. It's just bad business. Because especially in heavyweight boxing, anything can happen. And now, as you can see, Frank Warren, absolutely sick as a parrot. <laughs> he, he looks like he's seen a ghost, Frank Warren, after that fight. So, yeah, him saying that they should have a rematch and all this kind of business, who really wants to see a rematch? 
Has he even asked Daniel Dubois if he wants a rematch? Does he care about what Dubois is going through? Mentally? Because he's just a young kid. 22 years of age, I kept saying he was 23. Is 22? Well, 22 or 23. I'm not exact, exactly sure which, but I heard Frank Warren in an interview just now saying he was 22. 22 years of age. He didn't have the vast senior amateur experience of a Joe Joyce. Still maturing, trying to find himself as a human being. Human being, never mind just a boxer. So, and you could see him breaking down gradually in that fight in the corner. He was looking more and more uncomfortable. His trainer, Martin Bowers, was looking more uncomfortable because he could see certain things in Daniel that he hadn't seen in other fights. And he didn't like the look of what he was seeing. You know, he saw the, the danger signs there. He saw the distress signals. And so to take a guy who's so inexperienced like that and fling him straight back in against somebody who just made him quit, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. This is not champion, world championship level boxing. This is not an experienced guy like an AJ or a Dylan White who's fighting at that kind of championship level or in the case of Dylan White just below. No, this is a young kid. And I think that putting him back in against Joe Joyce immediately, you really risk ruining him for good if you do that. It's difficult enough for the AJs and the Dylan Whites to come back in immediate rematches. But for a guy with far less experience, who's far less battle-tested and far less battle-tough, yeah, I don't think that's a good move. And I think it's very cynical, to be honest with you, for Frank Warren to be even talking about stuff like that, especially before he's even spoken to his fighter properly about it. You really need to sit down with your fighter the next day or maybe after a few days, after a week, and ask them what they want to do. To immediately come out, oh yeah, look, the rematch should be great, and rematch, rematch, it just smacks of desperation. Let me know what you guys think about that. This is Rob Tubman for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted, as always, to be joined by Ipswich's finest, Fabio Wardley. It's the morning after the night before Daniel Dubois versus Joe Joyce. Fabio, first and foremost, mate, how are you? Looking well? Good. Well, as always, always good. Happy and healthy. Still cracking on, still moving. Enjoying life out of camp? <laughs> yeah. I'm only giving myself a week. I'm back, to the, I'm back to the crack next week. But a week off is quite nice and enjoyable. It's quite, it's quite good. Okay, well, you deserve it. Great performance against Richard Latte uh, last weekend. But it's not about you today, Fabio Wardley. It's about Daniel Dubois versus Joe Joyce. A shocking end to a, to a heavily hyped fight. What did you make of it? I think it was a really good fight. I think it, um, I think it lived up to the hype because that was, I think that was the big problem coming in with it is that they'd been, one, it'd been built up for so long that it'd been delayed and delayed and delayed and everyone was always, there was a lot of anticipation with it and is it going to be good and, and whatever else. And I think overall there was a, a vibe of boxing this weekend that wasn't very good, just like with the, uh, with the Rosado thing and all of that and, it just wasn't going too well. So everyone was kind of waiting on this one to be the one that can really pick things up. Um, and I think it did. It did do that. And it was a great fight. And quite a, quite a, like an interesting ending to it. it kind of shocking that you didn't think it was going to happen like that. But it was good. No, I, I think it did shock everybody. And before we come on to the end of the fight, let's talk about the start of the fight. And Joe Joyce, really, from the first round, closed the distance on Daniel Dewar, was able to back him up and land the jab. How impressed were you with Joe Joyce's performance? 
Massively, massively. This is the thing I've said about Joe is that although he does, he gets a lot of stick, I think, for being very plodding and slow and just not particularly, there's no real speed or anything to his game. And I think a lot of people then underestimate that and think that they can easily get to him. When And I saw, I think maybe Fraser Clark or said something like, he said, the Joe Joyce you see on TV and the Joe Joyce you're in the ring with are almost like two completely different people. It's just, it's all fun and games being able to see it and think you can do it. But when he's actually there, physically imposing himself, pumping that jab in your face, just constantly, constantly, it's, it's very hard to deal with. He's very big, very strong and, and proved obviously very effective. And conversely, what about Daniel Dubois? Obviously, this is a massive step up from the likes of Kaitaro Fujimoto, Ebenezer Tete, etc. What did you make of his performance? Obviously, he had some success himself in the fight before ultimately, you know, losing. Yeah, I think um, I think he just kind of with with Daniel, he um, he did have a lot of success. To be honest, he was getting that right hand off quite a few times. His jab was still working quite a bit as well. He was, it wasn't like he was completely being outboxed. He was still he was still working pretty well. But I think just for so long he'd been so not okay, borderline maybe reliant on that big right hand and that working and when it lands it does a lot of damage. If that one doesn't get you out, then the next one will kind of thing. And I think now that he got in there with someone like Joe who took maybe seven, eight, nine, ten big right hands and just did not move. It, it did. He was unfazed and just kept going forward and carried on with his game. I think that, in Daniel's eyes, was like, "Hang on, like, what do I do here?" And I think my one criticism of Daniel as well, and for always and quite early on, has always been that he's quite unimaginative. Is that when Plan A isn't working, he he never always he never strikes me as the guy to come up with a Plan B, C, D in the ring on the moment. Um, so, yeah, I think that just played a problem with him. Like in the build-up as well, people were saying that he, not his record, his record isn't padded. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as saying it's padded, but he didn't put, he's not been put in them situations at a lower level to be able to figure that out. Because then when you get in there with someone like Joe and then questions are posed again, you've kind of gone through that sequence already, you know the answers. But if you just get in there and you've not been in with someone that can take your big right hand and and that can just keep moving forward when that question is posed to you first time around at such a high level with someone like joe it can just it can just throw you off your game what did you make to the end of the fight obviously we saw daniel dubois with a swollen eye take a knee um david hay carl frampton on the bt broadcast weren't shy of saying that he quit what did you make of the uh the end of the fight um i don't i don't have too much I don't have too much to like against him for that, really. I think that's a perfectly fine thing to do. I think there's certain areas of your body where you can carry on and certain areas where you don't. Um, and I think if you've got like a, maybe a bust hand, a bust elbow, your shoulder, whatever, carry on. Like you can, you've seen fighters do it and they can carry on and get through. I think once you start going to your face region, things like your eyes and stuff like that, that's potentially career ending. Like, if you break your hand or whatever and you carry on the fight, yeah, okay, you're not doing it any good. But ultimately, you can get a fix, you can come again. But say, I don't you don't. we don't know the full depth of obviously what's gone on with his eye, but if it's fractured, like me, I've had a person who had a fractured um, eye socket. So I know that pain. I know what it's like. I know the double vision. I know not being able to see and how kind of, how weird it feels. And it's, it's an uncomfortable situation to be in. And for me, I've, I've done all sorts. I've broken ribs, broken hands, knuckles, whatever else. And, and that's fine. 
But the one time I was kind of in my own head a bit was with my eye because it's just such a such a touchy area that one wrong move and that's a detached retina and then your career's over and it's just not... I think weighing up the pros and cons of it for a fight, he, he, he was still in, but he was on the ends of backing of losing of losing. I didn't really think he was ever going to get fully back into it. And he's young. He can just go again. There's no, there's no issues with that. There's no, there's no problems with going, you know what, today's not my day. Take money. I'll get out. I'll, I'll lick my wounds. I'll sort myself out and I'll go again. There's no, he's 20, what, 22-ish, 23? Yeah, there's no need to just absolutely destroy yourself for one fight and then never be able to box again, potentially. Like, what for? I think it's a very mature way of looking at things. Um, one of the reasons I always am you know, keen to talk to you, I think you have a very level-headed approach to things like that. So I think that's very well said. What next for Big Jugger? Obviously, going into this fight, everybody was talking about Dubois versus Dillian White, Dubois versus uh, Alexander Usyk. Joe Joyce is now in the driving seat by Frank Warren's own admission. What next for him? Would you like to see him box Usyk? Obviously, he's got the history of Tony Yoker. Philip Hergovic's name has also been mentioned. What next for Joe Joyce? Um, I think I think Joyce will aim towards kind of the belt and Usyk. I don't think he'll want to faff around with Yokar and and, um, and Hergovic and them guys that haven't really. Don't get me wrong; they'd be great fights for us to watch. I'd love any of those, but for him and a selfish point of view, he can't really gain too much from them other than the credit of possibly beating whoever that is. But with someone like Usyk and he fights for the belt or whatever, you have to think Joe's not a young man; he's thirty-five. He needs to be. He needs to be fast-tracking that career. He needs to skip three or four steps to kind of really be in contention to, to win a world title or, or at least kind of fight for one before the end of his career. So I don't think he'd, I don't think he'd wait around too much. I think um, someone like the Usyk thing or, or just pointing in that kind of other direction towards some sort of silverware, some sort of belt. Okay, Fabio, well, before I let you go, always a pleasure speaking to you, especially appreciate your time on a Sunday when you've had a heavy Saturday night. Um, <laughs> we, may cut, we may cut that out, we may not. Um, somebody who I know that you would have been looking at on the undercard, David Adelaide, returned to the ring. You two have had your um, little bits and pieces to say over Twitter and social media in recent weeks. What did you make of his performance? It was good. It was good. He did, he did exactly what he was there to do. He got rid of him. Um, I expected a bit more from Danny Danny Whitaker, to be honest. I did. Um, I watched bits of him when he was in the um, the the boxer series or whatever that was. Um, and I expected just to, I expected him to be a bit more elusive, more so, maybe not to do any particular damage, but just to maybe take um, I forgot his name, David. Sorry, <laughs> to take David some rounds. Um, but like all credit to David, he did his job. He got in there, he got him out, and and he moves on. But it's, it's good for him. He just needs to stay on them buildings, stay on them learning fights and, and keep my name out of his mouth, really. <laughs> What's going to be the plan for you in 2021? Obviously, you know, impressive performance against Richard Latte. I mean, we would assume the British title is now going to become vacant uh, by Mr. Juggernaut. Uh, what's the plan for you? When can we expect to see you back in the ring? Are you still aiming for the January 30th date? Yeah, definitely out on the 30th of Jan. Definitely out and about again on the 30th of January. Um... In terms of the opponent, just waiting to see, like, like I've been saying, there's still another high-level opponent, someone good, someone challenging. Um, not trying to take any easy fights or any kind of just knockovers just to run through. I, I still want to I still wanna tick over and, and get myself in a good place to then hopefully fight for the British title, maybe come summertime, something like that. I think once I've had maybe one or two more fights, I'll be in a, in a good spot too. And um, 
it obviously looks like the most viable option would be Nathan Gorman. And I think, I feel like he'd probably want another fight or two as well. So that should, that should work pretty well. Okay, well, Fabio Wardley, Ipswich's finest. Always a pleasure catching up with you. Thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social, and I will catch up with you soon. Later. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. This is Jim Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Are you late with your yeah, it's in bed, yeah. I said last night for um, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones. I said I wouldn't, but I did, and I'm paying for it now. Fair enough, fair enough. First of all, I saw uh, snippets of your Soccer AM debut. Looks a good laugh. I know you were talking about serious stuff, but... Yeah, I know it was, it was great. Jimmy Ball had a great character. All, all the uh, Soccer AM lot were fucking fantastic. You know, I had a great time. It was a... A childhood uh, dream ticked off. It was amazing. So you've done like Babe Station, you've done IFL, and now you've done Soccer AM. So you pretty much fucking completed it. Ticked all off the list, and I'm like a world. I was a world title away from just completing life. everything that was to be completed in life. Yeah, yeah. Three out of four is not bad. Um, Dave, reaction to last night, uh, Daniel Dubois' defeat to. Joe Joyce, um, yeah, what was your take on the whole situation? You know what, I thought it was a brilliant fight, to be honest. You know, uh, the big fights always are, and uh, Joyce Dubois, for me, you know, uh, Joshua White 2015 was box office, weren't it? It was massive. Um, and Joyce and Dubois, they've not quite got the same, you know, the character and the star power that uh, Anthony and uh, Dillian have got. But as fighters, Joyce and Dubois, much better fighters uh, as things are right now than Joshua White were in 2015, in my opinion. I was so excited for last night. I thought, oh, I was so... You know what? I was really excited about it. I've been excited about it for a long time. I thought it was a fantastic fight. And uh, I didn't think it disappointed, you know? I've done lots of rounds with Joe. Did a few with with, uh, with Daniel. And uh, I thought I knew how the fight would play out. And I half got it right and I half got it wrong, to be honest. What half did you get right? Which half did he get wrong? The bit that I got wrong, I thought Daniel would win the battle of the jabs. Uh, I thought he would hit the body. Um, and in the end, I sided with Daniel winning. I thought Daniel would win. I thought he'd win the battle of the jabs, which I thought was the key uh, was key to the fight. And I thought he'd hit Joe in the body. And, and Joe's probably one of the toughest men in the world, but he's got ribs like poppadoms, you know what I mean? So... Um, that, that was he didn't, he didn't he didn't he didn't attack the body. I just thought where he went wrong personally, but uh, it was a brilliant fight. I really really enjoyed it actually, you know. And I, I really feel for Daniel Dubois, but Joe Joyce, lovely fella, really happy for him. Well, the jab was the key to victory, but just not for Daniel, obviously for Joe, who's jab. I mean, if anyone wanted like a masterclass yeah. in how to kind of perfect that jab in a fight, that was that was it from Joe Joyce last night. I've been saying for years, you know, 
Joe's very people say to me, Joe Joyce, people say to me all the time, Joe's not very good, you should beat Joe. Finally fight Joe Joyce. It's like I'm not a fucking idiot. You know. When I used to when I was up at the G V spawning in uh, Joshua and Fraser Clark and Joe, I used to watch Joe and I used to think he's terrible before I sparred him the first time, I thought he's terrible, but why why is he even here? Sparring him and I was like, right, that's why. Um and it makes a lot of people always say to me, Oh, Joe Joyce, oh, He's a slow starter. How can he be a slow starter? He's got Olympic silver medal over three rounds. How can he be a slow starter? You know, he's a world, 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 got medals at every major amateur tournament, but he's a slow starter. Well, how can he be fighting three rounds? He probably beat Tony Oak in the Olympic final. He's probably, he's probably the best amateur in the world at one point, fighting over three rounds, but he's a slow starter, which never made sense to me. But, uh, yeah, he won the battle of the jabs. The jabs fantastic. He's, he's got a really good. Job. He, don't even, he doesn't turn the wrist over. He doesn't even punch with the knuckle with it. With ten ounce gloves on, eighteen and a half stone, solid muscle, as we saw last night. But the master Daniel's eye. Um, Daniel Dubois this morning or this afternoon has obviously had a lot of criticism yeah. of how the fight ended. Uh, I know you've made some comments on, on boxing social regarding that. Uh, what was your take on that about him taking a knee in that 10th round well you know what I was doing I was eating some Chinese food actually and I was just I was just it was the 10th round and I just turned away from the TV um, to get a piece of chicken so I've looked away I've looked up and nailed the bars on one knee and I thought what's happened there so I thought what's going on anyway I, I, I thought I thought Joe must have caught him then, uh, then eventually, I obviously saw what happened, and um, I really felt for him. You know, for a twenty-three-year-old, you know, he's been built up to be the next big thing, and I, 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 I really sympathise with him because what what must have been going through his head to to drop to drop to a knee like that and be counted out? What must have been going through his mind in that ten in that well, you know, a couple of seconds before in that ten seconds? You know, the winner of that fight is a, is an overnight millionaire. You know. World title shot upcoming, so for him to for him to go drop down to one knee, I don't I don't think I, I think he's incredibly brave and tough. You know, ten very hard rounds he did, um, so I, I don't knock his toughness and his bravery. He did quit, but I believe he I believe he quit because he'd reached his limit. Joe took him to his limit, and uh, Daniel couldn't go on any further. I've had this conversation with several people today, and it's. It is easy, isn't it, for us to sit on a couch and kind of watch it unfold. Yeah. We're not, as as not a fighter, that's what I mean, not fighters were watching that thinking whether they would have been in that situation or not, what they have done, or they may have been in that situation. But it's very, it's difficult to kind of just sit here and go, yeah, he quit, he quit, he quit. We saw what happened. It was kind of evident what happened. He took a knee and didn't get up for the count. So... Um, but do you think the criticism this morning is justified? Well, it's like, um, I, I think, like I said, I think he reached his limit. I really sympathise with him. You know, um, he reached his limit and he couldn't and he couldn't carry on. You know, That's, like I said earlier, some people have got limits of like some people have got the limits are further on than others. You know, he um, he gave his all, in my opinion. You know. He's 23 years old and um, he's a kid, you know, he's a kid. Um, he was put in there with a, with, a, with a man who was just, Joe broke his heart, you know, 
He broke his heart. The eye damage was bad. I think something will come out about that. We'll, we'll find out more what, what happened. But well, I think it was a fractured orbital and nerve damage. That's what the reports are in the last couple of hours. Well, well that, that's how I'm nearly on in the fight, you know. And I said, um, I gave Joshua, I didn't give him some stick. I just said, I thought Joshua quit in the Ruiz fight, and he did. The same way that I quit in the Price fight. You know, the same way numerous other fighters over the years have quit in certain fights. Um, but he did, he did 10 rounds. He took his lunch, you know, he proved his toughness. Um, and and the hard bit for him, the hard bit for him starts now. He, um, there'll be a lot of demons in there now. He's got to go back in. He's only 23, you know. He's only 23 years old. Um, he's got to, uh, he's got to, you gotta go back. You gotta go back in the ring and face them demons. And after the, the prize fight, you know me pulling myself out in the corner and that. Uh, I had one fight after, but it uh, it finished me to be honest. Pulling myself out in the corner for me as for who I am, um, it finished me. My confidence was gone in myself. You know, I thought if I can pull myself, if I pull out in the corner and quit, which is what I did, I knew I was gone as a fighter. I wasn't a fighter no more. Um, I don't. I don't not quitting. I think. I think. You know, when you reach the limit, you have to do it. But uh, I know for a fact when I quit against Price, it, it was more or less career over from that point. Um, the Joe Joyce now is in an interesting situation because he's just been the bois. He's got this situation with Alexander Usyk. Whether that materialises at some point next year or not is yet to be seen. But Joe's been pushed from his debut where he fought Ian Lewison. Yeah. Um, and so his level of opponents have been quite steady. They've been either former world champions or kind of fringe world-level fighters. He's had that experience. But now, what do you do with Joe Joyce? Like, where where's you step Joe? If he's not going to fight Usyk, where do you step him up to now after uh, beating Daniel Dubois? Well, it's, it's, I think a big difference in last night is uh, the, the the road that they took towards the fight, you know. You can't go from Fujimoto and... Uh, and a and a cruiserweight to Joe Joyce, you know, and Joe boxed uh, Lewis in his debut, Lenro Thomas in his first fight, he boxed Bryant Jennings, you know, uh Devon. Yeah, he he was battle hardened as a pro, you know, as well as the amateur experience. I think that was the big difference. I think Daniel at twenty three, you know, twenty three at heavyweight is, is very young. So I think Daniel's three or four years away from from where he should have been last night, you know, because he passed the eye test. Everyone was like, he's he's ready for this and ready for that and you know, I, I, like I said, I thought he would win last night, but you know, proof is in the pudding, and he wasn't ready. And I, and I think it's going to be, so, I think it's going to be a really long rebuilding process for Daniel, to be honest. Yeah. But for Joe, Joe's thirty-four years, thirty-four years of age. You know, I don't personally think he beats a Usyk or Joshua Fury. And he, and the thing with Joe is, Joe's a great fighter. I think he's great. He's a, he's a top ten everywhere now for sure. But he's never going to beat a Fury, Joshua, or Usyk, in my opinion. But at 34, I really sincerely hope he gets the biggest fight possible for the most money, and he, and he, and he, and he, and you know what? He'll give it, he'll give it 100 percent of his of his uh, ability for for sure. So I just hope he gets the biggest fight possible. We shall see what happens. Are you still retired? Yeah, yeah this week, yeah, yeah. I did, I, you know, I, I did text Ed. I said, "What's going on with Bobby?" He said, "Pay for me now, start boxing." And uh, I texted Ed. Quite serious, were you? Not really. Well, hey, you know what? You know what I'm like. Anyway, I, I texted him the next day. I went, you know what, Ed? I said, I'm really sorry, mate. I watched the boxing last night. 
I was getting loads of messages saying, Dave, come back, come on, please, Babbage fine. I got a bit carried away and you know, and I thought, I've seen the bundle I want. I said, I said, I'm really sorry, and I said, I've just, you know what I'm like. So, um, still retired, yeah. Just, I'm, I'm just doing doing loads of things at the minute. I'm really, really excited for, for the future, you know. Well, I'm going to put out a bold statement here by saying you will return in the ring next year. Well, you know, a lot of people think I'll be back next year, but um, I think. I think I, I think I've grown so much from uh, the last eighteen months. I've really matured, and and I, I genuinely don't think I'll box again. I genuinely say that, you know. Well, the, reason, the reasons you give now, you shouldn't box. Yeah. But yeah. in twelve, I was talking to her about it the other day. Um, in twelve months' time, depending where you are in your life, yeah, in your head, not so much physically because you can get yourself in shape. We've said that, yeah. but in your head. If you're in a different kind of uh, space in your head, is that a term? A different, what's the word? Mind space. Mind space. Yeah, and, space. I don't know. But right now, you're doing the right thing. You shouldn't be fighting now because... In my opinion, I think I'll be back. Uh, there's only two reasons why I'd come back. One, I would be skin. And two would be, uh, there's a show on at the Doncaster Chemo and I can do a four-rounder just before the main event. Either of them two things I've come back for, and that is it. Okay. Should we do an exhibition? Can do one. Terry Harper, the main event, the came out. That'd be fantastic. We need to do a four-rounder just before. Be an amazing night. You know, that, that, they're the things I've come back for. You know, Terry Harper keeps winning, headlines the came out. If he gets me the right opponent, I'd love to have a fail at the came out in 12, 18 months' time. I'd probably be 25-7 at the time, but, uh, <laughs> that's kind of probably the only way, reason I'd come back well listen all jokes aside listen if you're happy and everything kind of I'm not joking I'm not joking that is the plan in my head all that's right. where I'd come back well I'm not saying you are joking but I'm just saying right now yeah. you're kind of you're away from boxing so just do that while you kind of work out what you're going to do next but. yeah I'm, I'm honestly I've never been never been as happy and as, as um, clear minded as I am right now I've never been happier uh, yeah, I'm really happy. Thank you. Yeah. I, I did find it. I did find it funny when Hearn said that you texted him literally the week after your <laughs> your big retirement. Bad yeah. fights. It's like you know, that's your fight. You know, you, it, thing is, luckily Ed knows what I'm like. He knows. He knows I'm away there. So just text him. I'll just text him. Put it straight on him. Said, "Get me that bungalow now, and I will." I can't remember. that word or something like Ed. Buy me that bungalow and I'll fight Bobbitch next week. And um, I text him the next day saying, Sorry, Ed. <laughs> um, all right. Well, listen, it's good to uh, catch up with you, even though uh, I don't know, you might just want to be left alone. I don't know. But you know what? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm busy. I'm not that, I'm not really that busy, to be honest. It depends. It depends who asks. If you ask, I'm not busy. If someone, someone I'm not really keen on, I'm very busy. Yeah. yeah, it depends. It depends who depends who rings, I guess. Oh, fair enough. Love the honesty. Um, all right. Well, listen. Appreciate your time. Quick, uh, quick reflection on what you watched with Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. Uh, well, you know what? Earlier, I, I watched uh, Roy Jones highlights and Mike Tyson highlights just to try and remember them from. And those are the best. I didn't really enjoy it last night, to be honest. Oh, 
wasn't for me. I don't know what everyone was expecting to be honest. It was uh, pretty much a body spa, wasn't it? It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't great, but, uh, you know, it's what it is. It's, it's uh, I, I wish I wish I'd gone to bed at half eleven, but I didn't. So you know, I'm, I'm still in bed now. You, you know, know what? Though? Someone was going, "Oh, why would you pay for that?" Yeah. And I think if I was walking past the gym, yeah, <laughs> and someone on the door of the gym went, "All right, mate, Roy Jones is in there having a spa with Mike Tyson. Give me twenty quid, and I'll let you watch it." I would 100% yeah. give 20 quid to watch it. So if, if I'm going to do that, then I would watch them to basically having a bit of a, like I said, body spa. It, it was, uh, the intrigue got me, to be honest. Yeah. The undercard was horrific. Horrific. Like Jake Paul. Great knockout. And, uh, oh, dear me. Oh, dear me. Snoop yeah, Dogg commentating. That, that's that's something else. That's something else. I might come back for as well. If I can get a YouTuber in the ring, then I might I might come back for that as well. Because why don't you fight Jake Paul then? Never say never. Never say never. <laughs> okay, Dave Allen. Thank you very much for a little bit of your time this Sunday afternoon. Amanda Knight still losing. I couldn't. I don't got a clue. I was soccer game yesterday. I've not watched football for about ten years. Oh, thank you. Very good. Uh, yes, they're losing 2-0. Amazing news. Dave Allen, thank you very much. Come to IFL TV and we'll catch up with you again soon. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Delighted as always to be joined by Mr. Johnny. Yeah, go on. I'm good. You all right, Johnny? Yeah, I'm good. All right. You're, you're with us? You're in the room? Yeah? I'm, I'm in the room. I'm in the room. Right. <laughs> let's uh, go straight to it. Last night, huge heavyweight fight between uh, Daniel Dubois and Joe Joyce. Joe Joyce, victorious. Um, what was your assessment of his performance? Dubois' performance? Uh, I think people are too quick to, to dismiss um, Joe Joyce's uh, experience as an amateur and, and the, the level of opponents he's boxed as a professional. I said it probably two days ago or three days ago on, on here that uh, I expect Joe Joyce to win. My, my worry is he gets hit too much. Um, I thought he beat him up with a jab. Um, he boxed uh, he used his, his attributes. He's not the fastest, but he's strong. Um, he, he used a nice, stiff jab. He used his courage and his calm and his experience to, to, beat, to beat up uh, Dubois with a jab. Uh, Dubois, on the other hand, 
I thought his repertoire, I think, I think, I thought, you know what, this kid's not bad. It's too early for him, but this kid's not bad. Uh, he had hunger, he was going forward, he was putting the pressure on, he was trying to throw the combinations. I had him down by about one round uh, to the, um, at the point of the, the, the stopping. Um, that's my little niece. Um, I had him down about one round to the point of the stoppage. I thought he boxed really good. I just think it was too much. It was too much of a, a gamble at this point. And, um, and George Joyce exposed that. Um, and uh, so it was, it, was, it was probably a shock to the people that believed in the bullshit machine. The bullshit machine is, and I'm not saying George, uh, Daniel Dubois is bullshit. Daniel Dubois is a very good fighter. But if I keep telling you, this kid's this, kid's this, kid's that, this kid, this, this kid, that, and, and without you looking at the facts, you're going to believe my bullshit. You understand what I'm saying? So, so, but, but, but Daniel Dubois is a good fighter, but he wasn't ready for that point yet. He wasn't ready for that depth yet. Good little test for him. He'll come back stronger. Unfortunately, he's going to be in for a lot of criticism because of the, the, way, of the, 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 the way the fight finished. Again, it's something he's got to learn in our sport. And, and this is now going to show a true test of his character to see how, um, how he deals with the negativity he gets. Because he's not had any real negativity, has he? You know, rooms have been spread around what he's done in sparring. And, 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 and if 90% has been positive. Now he's going to get a 90% of, of negativity thrown at him. And this is going to show the maturity, the strength, and, and, and the bounce back ability, which I think he's got. I just think he had to learn a harsh lesson quickly uh, at this point in his career. Because what if he did win? And, um, and then he was in position to box um, um, Alexander Usyk. And I actually look at Usyk now and I think a, a good headweight that can box and move uh, will, will deal with him. Um, I think uh, you, you don't want to fail at the highest level. You want to fail at a level where you can come back and get back up there again too. And if he'd have boxed the Alexander Usyk for the WL title, then what would he have done? He'd have to say, I'm going to come back and we've got to go to the back of the queue. Dubois will come back. Dubois will develop in the time he should develop. Uh, Dubois uh, made a fundamental mistake that he'll regret uh, for, more, for, for the rest of his life in regards to, to, to taking the knee and letting the count take him out. And it's easy for us to say, you know what, I want to let that happen. And I've heard it said before, uh, but you don't know what the, what's going through an individual's head at the time. He was in shock. It was the first time that he was at the, on the receiving end. They've had arson. Uh, and it was the first time he was on the receiving end in competition of what he usually dished out. Um, so it's giving, it's giving credit to both fighters in, in uh, Joe Joyce for, for showing his, his experience, for showing his skill, for showing his talent that he has. Uh, he, um, and, uh, and I'm also giving credit for du to Dubois because Dubois showed me a lot more than what I actually thought he had. Uh, and now it's just it's going to be a long building process uh, uh, for him. I hope to God that this doesn't break his heart and he falls out of love with our sport uh, because of the backlash he's going to get. Because he is a good <laughs> fighter. He can fight. He, he, um, it was just too early for him. Johnny, what is, I mean, what is your take? You talk about the ending and, and uh, Dubois taking a knee. I, I remember talking to O'Hara Davies not that long ago, about a month ago, and he he said something that you don't hear fighters say. He he admitted that in the Josh Taylor fight, he quit, yeah? And you don't really hear fighters 
come out with that? Because, I think because unless you've mentally prepared yourself to, to be stretched out of that place, all of a sudden, when everything keeps going your way, then all of a sudden you're on, the, you're on the receiving end of a beating you've never had, or the receiving end of some pain you've never had. It, it's like, it's like you're, you're some kind of privileged posh kid. And to say, whoa, whoa, stop, stop, I'm not feeling this right now. Uh, and, and so, it, 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 and that is about maturity. That is about, that'll never happen again to Danny Dubois. We've all got it in us, but not all of us will go there and, and actually think, now you've got to take me out on my, on my, on my shield. Dubois, it was an instinctive move to say, this is a, uh, you know what, I'm in deep here. You know, all of a sudden, the, ta- the table the turn, and I just can't, I can't carry on. You know, I can't in his head. His mind had checked out. And his mind clearly checked out because he knew the count was going. He thought, I'm done, I'm out of here. It's very hard, it's very hard for a man to do that because he knows the backlash he's going to get. Carl uh, 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 Frampton was spot on with what he said. And um, and I thought the analysis was 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 dead right, but I just think uh, for Dubois, it, it's not the end of the road for him. Remember, this kid is 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 relatively green, and especially getting in there there with a with you look at the resume of both fighters, look at the opponents, look at the amateur amateurs of both fighters. Then the, Joe Joyce comes out head and shoulders above, but if you've got a machine that's behind you saying this kid's this that and the other this that and the other. Of course you're going to believe it. You build them up. If they fall, they're going to fall hard. I, when I spoke to Ben Davison earlier, he, I asked him about that, that situation with him taking a knee. And he said that he wasn't qualified. He didn't believe he was even qualified to give an opinion about that. Because he, he didn't believe he was qualified to give an opinion about whether Dubois quit or not. Um, he quit. He did quit. He, he didn't. What else did he do? He, he quit. There was, there's no... He, and, He'll speak to you. What did he do? He just said, he, he took the shot, walked two steps, and took the knee and looked at him and said, Nah, I'm out. This was a conscious decision. <coughs> and, and, and quitting sounds like it's a criticism. Oh, it kind of is. But he did do that. There's no excuse for it. There's no panic as if to say, ah, I can't see. He did quit. You know, consciously said, Nah, I just, I'm out of this. You I, know, I think- he was, he was coherent enough. To know, understand the process of what he was doing. So, so it's not as though he was hit by shock. So I do get uh, when when I when when I'm signing with the word quit, I think it's very harsh. But he quit that moment to say he did, you know. And I don't. I like Dubois, and I think he's he's very talented. I think he'll come back. But on that occasion, he showed a weakness to his character that he can fix. I think the point that Ben Davidson was trying to make was that he's not a fighter, he's a trainer. And I think it's easy for someone who hasn't been in that position to sit on their couch and yep. say this. Listen, Kel Brook had it. Kel Brook has had yep. it in the past where pe- yep. he's been accused of the same thing. So I think what he was saying was, if you're a fighter and you've been through a situation where you've either stuck it out and either ended up getting knocked out or you've done the latter then you can then have a more valued <clears throat> on that situation. You, you are a fighter, Johnny. So. You've, got two types, you've got two types of fighters where when they get in the ring, they are willing, and I know this sounds ridiculous and probably a bit controversial, are willing to die in there before, before quitting. Uh, you've got other fighters that use common sense, think, nah, I want to live to fight another day. I'll take, I'll take, the, I'll take the, 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 the backlash now. I wonder if it lived to fight another day. They're not defined by our sport. Daniel Dubois showed some 
some guts and intelligence to say, you know what, I quit. You know, I'm going to get it, but I quit. Um, and, and so I, I, I get that. And it's easy for the likes of, I don't know, people like Deontay Wilder to say, I wanted to go out on my face. I wanted to, I need, if I was going to go, I was going to go out clean. It's easy to say that. But would he be able to come back and fight another day? How would that affect, have affected him? Um, the only thing that's affected Dubois now is his pride. And he's got to be thick-skinned because he's going to get a lot of shit. Well, we hope Darren Dubois is okay. He went to hospital last night um, and haven't heard a proper update this morning. So we do He hope just had to learn a public lesson. He had to learn a public lesson. And, and I think Frank uh, made a gamble. And a gamble, if it had paid off, wow, the machine would have rocked on. You know, and he, he, the gamble didn't pay off. You know, he just had to learn a public lesson. It's the, it's the, it's the ups and downs of our sport. Um, and, and that's the difference. I think the reason why it's such a shock is because we've seen Dubois in such a destructive manner all the way through his professional career. And then suddenly that to come about, you think, well, where's that come from? Uh, what are you? What, are you an on-top fight? Are you a bully fighter? Can you not? You know, it's going to ask you all, you're going to, make, you're going to ask all these questions because we've never seen him on the receiving end um, have a beating. So, so we won't know if that's a habit. See, fighters, if you get into the habit of taking a knee, you do it once, you do it twice, then you cannot help. It's going to be a knee-jerk reaction. You're going to do it three, four, five, every time the pressure's on. Now, now, this is a mind job for Dubois now. Dubois has got to, got to think, right, he's got, to, he's got to have a word with himself. He's got to decide how much he really wants it. And if he wants it enough, he'll take all the shit. He'll take all the stick. He'll take all the criticism. It will affect him and it'll make him grow up massively because he's now going to see the cruel side of our sport. I'm just reading here. It's, uh, this is a report from the Athletic Box. Uh, Daniel Dubois reportedly suffered a fractured orbital socket and nerve damage. Right. So, so right. So, if you know something's cracked there and you get hit in it, you think, I don't care about you, 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 or you. I'm done. Uh uh. Weezer. And you, you look at when Kel, uh, uh, when Kel got done. You know, when you, you knew what had happened to his socket before. And when he got whacked in, again in the socket, the eye socket, automatically you think, God, is it happening again? You know, and, and he done. You know what I mean? I looked, I thought, you know what? It's just, this is one of, these are one of those things. If you're getting really hit and really smashed and you know how bad it is, I've never had, I've never been hit that hard where I think they've broken a bone in my head. So I can't say how I'd react. I do think naturally human, human uh, behavior is you're going to protect yourself and you're going to want out of there. But I've never had my bo a bone bro broken in my head. I just haven't. And that's basically what it is. You've fractured a bone in your head. And so, so it makes you think, how much do I want this? Do I want it enough? Um, but nevertheless, fantastic performance from Joe Joyce. Mm -hmm. Not always the prettiest to watch in the ring, but he's unbelievably effective at what he does. Yeah, and that's, what that, and that's why, again, and one of the frustrating things about people giving an opinion on our sport, make sure it's an educated one. Don't, don't take second-hand information, third-hand information. Look yourself. Make your own assessment. Don't get dragged in to the, to the, to the hype bullshit machine. Because if you do, you're gonna, you, all of a sudden you're going to think, oh, damn it, That's, why has that happened? Do your research and have a look and think, well, why, why would that be? You've got to, it's like watching a fight 
and turn the volume down and not listen to the commentary, you see two different fights. So what you've got to do is you've got to use your common sense and look and think, well, all right. You know, and, and, and uh, Joe Joyce, yeah, he might not look attractive in doing what he's doing. He's strong. He's going to get in there to fight. Usyk again, if it comes off. I think he's made for Usyk, if, I, if I'm honest. I think he's made for Usyk. As long as Usyk can stay out of the way of his, his bombs uh, and, and the power that he's got, I think he's made for Usyk. Um, and, 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 but I just think Joe Joyce showed that he, he's a European champion. He's, and, and he showed that, look, I'm the best in Europe. This is what I can do. You know, the terms of world level, then the questions will be asked. Um, okay. Uh, did you watch any of the Mike Tyson and Roy Jones exhibition? Yeah, what did you think? Uh, a couple of guys from our gym phoned up. They said, we do that. They were body sparring. They were body sparring, tapping a bit to the head. And, and what did you expect? You know what I mean? You had two guys, 151, 154, um, and uh, they tried to turn my a little bit. They made a bit of, made a bit of dough, um, and, and, and that's what it was. 12-ounce gloves, eight two-minute rounds. You know, what it was, what it was. You know, people are getting mixed up and thinking of the old Roy Jones and thinking of the old um, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's 54. Roy Jones is 51, I think, 51. So these guys, they're old men, and they're basically body sparred with a, tap, a few taps of head. They never said it was anything else. And uh, they made sure it was a small ring for the entertainment. I saw it, and then you saw a great line. I'd love to be able to use it somehow. Uh, Snoop Dogg, <laughs> when he said, <laughs> one, one thing, no two things you can't play at. Fighting and the pit game. <laughs> and so I'm pimping. And I started laughing, the fight game and the pit and pimping. Because when he was talking about Jake Paul, uh, Jake Paul's fight and uh, against, uh, was it Robinson? Mate Robinson. Uh, yeah, Ray Robinson. And he, he was, uh, he's funny, man. I like him. They should get him in. They, they, they coloured it up a little bit with uh, uh, his passion for that side of our sport. But again, you can't play boxing. You know, Mike Tyson, Roy Jones, who were the best, Fighters in the world, they went in there. They 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 had to that it had to drop it to the body. They couldn't fight how they really want to, how they used to be able to fight because the old men were going to get damaged. Then you see the young guys like Dubois and, and Joyce last night. That's fighting. That's fighting. You know. So so there's a, we saw three levels. Novice. Uh, we saw retired, and we saw upcoming advanced. Well, yeah, a lot of talking points from yesterday. But, um, yeah, this is just a quick one, Johnny, to get your reaction. Um, how are you other than that? All right? Uh, all good, all good. I've, uh, I've got... Uh, I'm cooking some dinner today. I'm like chef, head chef. How I rule. My daughters and my, 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 my nieces and their children. I'm head chef. My bubble. My bubble's great. And I'm great company. I've heard. I've heard. Uh, um, uh, I, uh, where was you last week? I got your thing for you. Your little pink number. I'll be at Saunders Murray next week. Uh, no problem. Unless they've well, got I'd, rid of you. Unless I'd they've got rid of you. The bag. Unless they got rid of you for that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll get a job as a cleaner or something like that. So I'll dash you down in, in, in the bag. Because like I can kind of see you, but I can't go near you. I'll throw it to you. I'll, I'll spray the bag so you All don't right. get no COVID pass on. Put chocolate in there as well, please. Okay, I'll get you uh, an advent calendar. Yeah, stick that in there. 
<laughs> for the child. Child won't be here for December. Whenever, right. till it pops up. I want it. Johnny, we'll catch up with you definitely next week. Um, for Saunders Murray, back in the bubble. So, uh, appreciate yeah, your time as always. Peace. All right, see you later, G. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. This is Rob Temper for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted, as always, to be joined by Calla Sowland. It's the morning after the night before. Daniel Dubois versus Joe Joyce last night. First and foremost, Calla, how are you doing? How are you, Rob? How are you, mate? You well? You had a good boxing Saturday night? I'm, I'm well, mate. I've, um, I've had two very late nights back-to-back, which is why I'm looking even more haggard than usual today. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got to admit, there's been quite a few fights this weekend. I... I only watched so far, I've recorded them, so I'll go back and watch some other ones today, but I, the only one I did see was, was, was for me, the big one, was the Joyce Dubois fight, of course, you know. Um, but big weekend of boxing, eh? Very much so. Very big weekend of boxing. I'll, I'll recommend you watching the Jacobs Rosado fight if you're struggling to sleep, Calla. Yeah, okay. But So I've got paint drying as well, so it's a toss-up, you know. I think well, you watch that first. Yeah. <laughs> I do like watching Jacob, so I probably will watch it, but, but, but I don't know. I've got, I've got it on record, so we'll see. We'll see, we'll see if I, I'll find a time on lockdown Sunday. I'm sure, I'm sure I'll find a, an hour to squeeze it in when I'm washing the hair. Yeah, good luck with that one. Um, right, let's talk about Daniel Dubois versus Joe Joyce. Um, huge heavyweight fight, big hype. Did it deliver for you? Um, I thought the fight was... Okay, I thought it was it was it was it, it was fascinating to go watch it and and, <clears throat> and look at the, the strategies and, and and the different things that went as, as a sporting fight. If you didn't know what it was and what it was for and, and the stories around it and the, the situations, it wasn't that great a fight. It was okay, um, but the, but it was exciting. It was excitement and it was um, you know I said before the fight. My prediction was Joyce late. I'm not going to crow about it because I do think that Dubois has got a future. Um, it's not one of those fights. He, he would have to go away and learn from it. The, the, the ending was bizarre. Um, absolutely bizarre at that stage of the fight. I had Dubois up on points at that stage. You could make an argument either way. It was those, that, I think it was the third and the fourth round that was so close that you could give it either way. I, I gave them to Dubois at the time. Um, if I look at it back, maybe I look at to Joyce, that would swing it the other way exactly for, 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 for Joyce being ahead at the time of the stoppage. But basically, if you look at it, it was, you know, the, my prediction was exactly what came out of it. It was too deep, too soon, too early. The, and forget the whole fight, just the first round is what I would tell the viewers to focus on the first round. You see what it means to raise the level in this sport and get stage fright. That first round 
was stage fright. You saw Dubois came out, he was, he was still cold, he, was, he wasn't moving, you know, he wasn't peppering the jab. And it was Joyce who hasn't got a spectacular jab, but he was all over him with it. Put him on, he was on the front foot, pushing him on the back foot. Dubois is one hell of a unit. Those units, you know, I was commentating on Twitter and I just put a unit don't go 12 rounds very often in our sport. And he didn't look like he was going to go 12 rounds from the first belt. He's one hell of a physical unit to carry that through 12 rounds in war. I've rarely seen done in our sport. In fact, at, at that size, I haven't. You know, he, he, you know he, so it was, was clear he would have to take his tactics early. And for me, the first round was the round where you, where you stamp it, you know, and that is something that I'm sure it's been, what has been a 12-month training camp. It must be something that they played out. That first round, push, go out there. You know, uh, Mike Tyson, not the Mike Tyson of last night, but the Mike Tyson of 30 years ago. You know, Daniel's got that about him. He's got that, 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 that size, you know, so you just expect him to, to go at it. You know, that's his style as well. And <clears throat> Joyce... Did never for me seemed in a in a in a bad place. He was behind on my card, but I always and I, I wrote that also on my Twitter feed. I said he's behind, but this is his territory now. You didn't feel at one point, even when he when when Dubois did connect uh, certain punches, especially the right hand, you never felt like Joyce was there was not not a single instance where I felt that he took a step back. He felt looked like you know. He was worried or he was in an uncomfortable place. And, the, you know, the big part is he's 23 years old, Dubois. He's got no amateur pedigree. He's come out of a very, 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 very good system out of the Dell Youth, one of the best systems in the, in the world. You know, it's a great athlete's coming out there. Just think about DeGale and Groves, of course. But he hasn't got that thing about him yet where you you know what he is. He's not the entire thing. And, and I said before the fight, it's, it's, it's a tough one to call because Dubois might come out and, and do the superstar act, you know? And if he would have done that last night, you know, I'm sure certain people would be, would be crowing about it and, and saying, oh, we told you all, you know, you didn't believe in him. But, but that's a hell of a risk to take. It's not a calculated risk. Boxing is all about calculated risks when you make matches. For me, that last night was... There was too many unknowns for Dubois going into that fight. There wasn't the 12 rounds on pedigree that we'd seen. You know, we haven't seen him go to those, you know, and need some sort of background to go into a fight. When you know a guy like Joyce, what are his assets? He's physically immensely strong, great chin. Um, he'll take you into the trenches, into the distance, you know. So if you're going to do that, you've got to realise even with the strength and power of Dubois, you know, what happens if that doesn't have an effect? And we know Joyce has got a huge chin. We know that we knew that before the fight. So if, you, if you're not sure you're going to get him out of there early, you've got to be prepared to go for the 12 rounds. I didn't think at one stage in the early stages that there was any chance that he, he, could, he could do that physically on the 12th, you know, to be at peak condition, going into that, into the, the championship so-called rounds and, and still be firing if it was a toe-to-toe. -to -toe. No. And, I, I, you know, it's, it's always easy to see on the outside and say, wow, he should have taken a fight before. But he should have. He never had that step up. You know, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't the, the, the step in between fight. There's other fighters who don't need to do that because they've been there and done it before. 
choice. Um, you know, if you look at where he started in his career, <coughs> he started with, with a 10 round against Lewinson. But listen, that's a tough fight as a first fight for anyone. But Joyce had been there, you know, he's fought the Yokers, the Hergoviches, all these tough, tough guys many times over many years in the, in the WSB. And listen, amateur and pro, of course, are different. But the, the, the delta between the sports, amateur and pro, is also rapidly de decreasing. Uh, it's not the days of, you know, three rounds with powder puff punches and whatever. Those are proper physical fights in the WSB, you know, and I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. I think it's, I don't think it's a good thing because I think amateur needs to be a different type of a sport, but that's what it is at the moment. That's what, so that, that's his background. So, you know, he's been there, he knew the deep end and that was the difference last night. You know, it was, it was, it was, wasn't a step too early. It was a, a, a massive gigantic leap too early, but he can come back. You know, it was a, it was a very strange finish. Um, you know, I thought, I thought Carl Frampton's commentary was very good on it. Um, you know, at that level, you have got to be prepared to do everything. And being ahead on the scores, you know, um, you know, at the time, and I don't know, he said he didn't know what the scores were, okay, but that's fair, he shouldn't know what the scores are, but, but maybe the corner should have said to him, look, you're probably nicking this, you could be, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, the, one, the, the craziest thing in the whole night though was the, the judge with, eight, with the eight rounds, you know? Or was it five, eight? five rounds up, I think it's been tallied now. He was five, he had him five. Oh, okay. oh, it's still a tough one. Still a tough, too much, but it's still too much, but better than the eight. Uh, I read that and I thought, oh, okay, here we go. Um, but no, it, it, as a whole, Joyce goes on to big fights from there. Um, Big, big fights from there. And uh, Dubois, not the end of the world. You know, he's a good kid. He's got good people around him. I think he can definitely come again. But he's going to need that two, three years. David A said as well, when he, when he had the Thompson uh, disaster, took him three years from that point on to become world champion. You know? So it's, 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 he's got to realise it's... it's it's a rebuilding stage. What you make out of it afterwards, you know, and that's that's the testing ground. But I, I still think that he can go a long way in this sport. He's got all the attributes, but he needs to fight his fight and not someone else's fight, which he did last night. You mentioned kind of the bizarre ending to the fight. Um, is that the is that the most worrying thing about last night? Not necessarily the fact that he was able to be backed up. Not necessarily the stage fright. Was it was the end of the fight, the fact that he took a knee, the fact that by all intents and purposes he quit the fight, is that the most worrying thing moving forward? I think only he knows what happened there. And that, that will, I'm sure, be changed by how it's sold to him by people around him, by what people say to him. Only he will know, you know? Um, did he forget what the rules were at that moment? <laughs> did he, you know, all these things are possible. Don't, don't laugh, people, because I've seen it before. I've seen a fighter, I'm not going to say who, it's too embarrassing, <laughs> because he said to me at the press conference, world title fight, he goes, he got stopped by the ref, he was down, got back up, and then the ref sort of jumped in. He goes to me at the press conference, he goes to me, why did he do that? I said, what do you mean? He said, 
well, the ref can't tell me when to stop. Only I can say when to stop. I said, no, no, the ref is there to protect you, my friend, yeah? That was at world time level. I don't know if it was just the, the adrenaline, whatever. It's his moment. It's not, a, it's not a team decision in that moment. You know, he, got, he, he clearly couldn't see out the eye. He took a knee. I don't know if he thought, give me a second, I need to refocus and I'm going to stand up. Did he miss the count? I don't know what it was, but he took a knee, which, by the way, isn't quitting. It's, it's, it's taking a, a, a boxing sort of timeout yeah, within the rules. But he didn't, he didn't comply with the rules. He sort of, you know, just stayed down. So then is it quitting on paper? Yes, but only Daniel Dubois knows what happened in that moment, you know? So I'd say it's not grinding out too much. You know, he is 23 years old. Um, you know, that is a, that's a long time still to, uh, to make good. Not a question mark though after last night. But, you know, it's been question marks of great, great athletes in boxing before. And, and, you know, it's all about now for him, you know, going and looking at those question marks, not ignoring them, not listening to the yes people, but going forward and, um, and making the best of it. And we, you've dealt with fighters for a number of years. You're from a boxing family. You know, the way that Daniel Dubois had been sold since he turned over as a professional was that, he, you know, there was talk of him wanting to break Mike Tyson's record. There was talk of him as the, the heir apparent to the throne. He was going to be the, the big devastating knockout artist of a generation. Now he's had this defeat. Now the bubble has, has been burst, so to speak. Could this potentially work out better for him in the long run? The fact that he's not got that pressure to, to deal with anymore. He can go away, he can rebuild away from the public eye. And as you say, work on the things that he feels that he needs to work on. Yeah, but I mean, if people drawing similarities to arguably, arguably the, the best fighter ever, that's one, you know, then, you know, then, you know, listen, Daniel can become a world champion still. But he's, he's not Mike Tyson. There was only one Mike Tyson. So those comparisons for me um, are, not, are not valid. You know, they, they were never were valid. What's clear is he's been rushed. This fight was a rushed fight. It wasn't the fight to make at the time. Now, that's not a criticism. Sometimes I've made fights. We've all made fights as promoters, which were the wrong fights um, at the time. You've got to take that risk sometimes. But... You and reduce the risk with calculated, you know, take steps in between. We've gone from sort of the, the one meter 50 end of the pool to the four meter end of the pool with nothing in between. And, and there, um, I think they'll look back and, and say, okay, we tried it, you know? And, and once again, as a fight, you can't turn it, you've got to give Dubois credit for taking the fight and believing in himself to take the fight. You know, and it is prize fighting. I'm sure they both got paid very well last night. So that's what it's about. But once again, the, the hype around him was, was not unfounded, but it was also massively overdone. I mean, you know, it's, he's, he's done sparring with some of our guys. I, I know he's, he's good, without question he's good, but he's, he's, he's a learning fighter still, you know? So you've got to give him learning fight. He will have learned a lot from that fight last night, by the way, but it was maybe too much learning in a fight. Well, it was because, I mean, he, he didn't pass the exam, but, you know, hopefully, you, hopefully he will come back. And, but, but I think all the, the hype around it is, it was 
was far too much. And I think far too much for the kid as well. I mean, for his age to walk around with that as a, you know, that, that's, a, that's a huge weight off his shoulders in a way. You know, and I hope, he, I hope he goes back to the drawing board and gets the fights that he needs to get to that place and take it step for step, you know? Yeah, I agree. And that, that's kind of what I was saying there. I feel like now that he doesn't have that kind of, that cloud over him and that, that pressure um, that potentially uh, it may do him some long, some long-term good if he can get the right fights and rebuild in the right way. Right. Before we, I let you go, Callum. Rob, just as a second, we've seen it. We, we have seen it before when, when fighters, I'm just thinking about Audley Harrison, very different example, gold medalist. And he got this huge t TV deal with BBC. He had to go off and fight fights that you never would have done early on. He was headlining the card. You can't headline the card on Box Banana Man. You can maybe do it once, but you can't do it five, six times. So he was thrown in the deep end. Did that ruin his professional career? I think so. I think so. You can't say that, you can't say that all the Harrison wasn't a good fight. He won the gold medal fair and square in, in Sydney, and he was he was the he was the the, the, the man to the man to beat at the time for coming through. He was the, it was the, the it was the gold medal. That's why BBC very famously put all their eggs in the one basket and, and you know, what a massive mistake from a broadcaster as well to, to invest in that way in such an uncontrolled, controlled way. And I just feel, yeah, I think he's got to go back, maybe box on the undercars a bit, you know, get through and, and, and learn. Okay, Callum, before I let you go, um, what next for Big Joe? Obviously, going into this fight, uh, the, the Usyk potential for the WBO, uh, a potential vacant WBO. There's your man, Philip Hergovich. They've got history. There's been talk about that. Yeah. Joe Joyce versus Tony Yoka, who returned on Friday night against Christian Hammer. Where would you like to see him go next, Callum? I, I, I think the names you just mentioned, I think they're all good fights. Uh, from, from a Hergovich perspective, immediately, great, great fight. Uh, why not? But I mean, Joe can. Joe's Joe's done the done the business last night. Let's be fair. Yeah, he's done the business, so he can, you know, he could say he's he's up there now. You know, um, he's 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 talked the talk and he's walked the walk. You know, so he's he's in a he's in a good place. He you know he he's now up there with with the main challengers. You know, that's that's for sure. So you know, but when you get up there, you're a scout then, aren't you? All of a sudden, you turn around from being the, the hunter to the hunted. And, um, you know, he, he, he deserves credit for what he did last night. His strategy was to, was to, was to execute to perfection, absolute perfection. And I think they've, uh, I think, you know, they've done a good job moving. I think Sam Jones has done a good job matching him. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think it's a, it's a good team he's got around him. It's a lovely, seems a lovely guy as well. Um, very relaxed, you know, um, and that helps it in heavyweight boxing. When you're that relaxed around fights, you don't burn that, that nervous energy off, you know? And, and if you look at them, just look at the way they both got into the ring, completely different, completely different, uh, different mindsets, you know? One very tense and very nervous, and the other one, he seemed calm, cool as ice from, from the, from the get-go. He certainly did, um, and it was a, an entertaining spectacle. Kala, as always, real pleasure catching up with you. Thanks. One, one last thank you, Rob. Thank you so much for not wasting my time on a Sunday and asking me anything about the other fight from across. Well, I wouldn't call it a fight, but that other thing that went on last night. Didn't watch it. I just caught up with. It was just like a snapshot of the different things. I'm going to donate my twenty pound that I saved to charity today. 
And uh, crikey. On that note, happy Sunday. And we'll speak soon, Rob. We certainly will, Calla. Always a pleasure. Thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social. Take care. Take care. This is Rob Tebbett for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. It's the morning after the night before, and I'm delighted to be joined by Dave Coldwell. How are you, Dave? Very good, thank you. Yeah, very good. Good. You look like you got a nice sleep last night, Dave. I look somewhat envious of you. Um, my usual, my usual four and a half, five hours. So I'm all right. <laughs> Do you not stay up and watch Tyson Jones? No, no, I didn't. No, I, I, listen, I, I um. Fair play, they want to do what they want to do and, and stay healthy and stay fit. But I stopped watching Tyson after Danny Williams and I stopped watching Roy Jones after Glenn Johnson because they're two of my heroes. So I, I don't want to see him in the depleted state going on and on and on. So when this came about, I had no interest in watching this. Um, I watched the interview this morning and it was nice to see them both healthy and, and having a bit, quite a funny interview. I thought Tyson got really, really great. Um, so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't for me, but you know, everyone each to their own sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just to echo that, it's nice to see them, you know, getting out of the ring as healthy, hopefully, as as when yeah. they got in there. But moving away from there, Daniel Dubois versus Joe Joyce, a shocking end to a heavily hyped fight. Dave, what did you make of it? Well, I did watch that one. I was uh, I was looking forward to that all the way through, and do you know what? It was a different type of fight to what I expected. I expected more fireworks, and I expected like. Uh, a, a brutal sort of war um, but we got something different I think Joyce just comp- you know I, I expected um, Dubois early or Joyce later on but I expected those early rounds um, Dubois to dominate and to land a lot of power shots and and, and uh, that's why I thought it's going to be a big ask for Joyce to get through them we'll see you know, can he get through them those rounds and I thought then if, if he can get through those that's his fight but it was never like that. Joyce took away Dubois' jab straight away. Um, it controlled the distance, it controlled the, the tempo of the fight. His left hand, his own left hand was 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 great. And it was it was weird because to watch Joe Joyce in there, it looked, you know, it looked like it oh, um uh, it looked unsteady on his legs, maybe, and, and it was a it's a weird sort of jab. But that style, that awkward sort of style worked for him. And obviously, like Speaking to people that spar with him and stuff, they say, you know, what you see on TV when you're in there with him, he's so effective at what he does. You saw that last night because he took everything about Dubois away from him. Um, and also his head off, off centre all the time was really, really impressive. And, and I thought, it, it, you know, it was a good fight. It was a very good fight. It was a very tense fight because, you know, you know what both men are capable of. Um, but I'll tell you what, Oh, Joey, what a chin, what a head. Because when Dubois did land some big shots, he just, he just took him, you know? He just took him and just carried on, you know, carried on um, marching on and, and tied him up really well. And, and, and in the clinches, actually, um, it looked like Dubois was perhaps surprised at, at how strong uh, Joyce was in the clinches. And, you know, when, when you get the clinches right... You can drain a, a fighter of energy quite a lot. 
Um, and, and I think Dubois was surprised about just how, just how effective uh, Joyce was, to be honest. You mentioned Joe Joyce's chin, and he took some, um, some took some big shots. Uh, Daniel yeah. Dubois, conventionally throughout his career so far, every time he's hit somebody with those shots, yeah. they've gone over or, or he's got an immediate reaction. How much of a decisive factor was the fact that Joyce not only took them but continued to march forward? I mean, he was relentless. That's that's what it is. I mean, that's the thing that we all said about Joyce. If he can take those shots, the thing is that everybody knows that Joyce is relentless, and he'll keep on coming. But it wasn't relentless in it wasn't it didn't really throw many power shots you know it was all left hand it was all about the jab the jab the jab keeping off balance um uh, you know sapping the energy and and you kept after the first round you saw Dubois's nose was actually red um so it's a heavy obviously it's such a heavy heavy jab but you know it doesn't look like it's much it looks like he's just he's touching him touching him but obviously, it's so heavy and so powerful because it's it's creating damage. You know, you look at Dubois' face; that was all the left hand. Um, uh, something that I thought uh, Joyce would perhaps do would be throwing a lot when when they got up close, throwing a lot of those shots downstairs that he likes to throw. He didn't even throw many of them. You know, it was basically all the left hand that beat Dubois last night, and it it was you know it's that relentlessness where you land some good shots, you you're expending a lot of energy. Nothing's happening to the guy. He's making him miss away a lot of shots as well. Like, let's give him credit for his defence and his head moving off, off a line. It was fantastic. Um, and so that, again, saps energy out of, out of you. And especially these big guys, you know, carrying a lot of weight. Um, and I think that's... It, it physically drained him, yes, but I think mentally, I think that just... He's not used to that, Dubois. And this is all part of a fighter's growth and experience. You know, when things go wrong... That's how they, be, they improve as fighters and, and they can, you know, they, you give them a problem, they solve it. Give them a problem, they solve it. And that's how they become better fighters. And in the long run, it'll do Dubois, if he can come back from this mentally, it'll do him the world of good. Because we've seen it so many times, great prospects, especially knockout merchants, when they come up again, you know, Nigel Benn against Michael Watson for one. Mm. Always, you know, similar sort of thing, you know, I gone. Um, you know, um, I know it wasn't as intense a sort of fight um, in output, uh, but it's a similar sort of thing. The young puncher against a bit of a smarter, craftier, older fighter. Um, and, um, you know, it, Ben came back from that, you know, fine, you know. Talk to me about that. You mentioned there um, the mental recovery. Obviously, we saw the end of the fight with Daniel Dubois took yeah. a knee and saw the count out. How difficult is that going to be for him to come back from mentally? Um, I don't know the kid personally. I don't know what is is what how much of a thinker he is or anything. So I, I I don't know. But that's a big thing, you know. That, that it's it's very difficult because what you've got to understand is is for fighters to go in there take shots anyway. The brave, they, they you know they've, they've got big balls and and they've got something about them that's different to everybody that's sitting at home watching that doesn't that's never done it. It's very hard to understand what what it's like but one of the th one of the things to be a top fighter to be the best in the world is that you have to be you have to have a certain level of, of um it's like everybody's got a different pain threshold you've got to be able to take that you've got to be able to take your mind past the pain that you're feeling whether you break your hand um, break your nose, you know, or, or you know, your eye, whatever it is, you know. Um, you have to have that sort of 
pain threshold that, that mentally can go through things like that. Nine times out of ten, in order to get to the very, very top. Um, the fact that that he's he's thought about it. It wasn't like a an instant. Where he's, he's actually he got he got caught with that shot in the eye. It took us. It's kind of like took a skip off, and then took a knee, and then looked at ref and, and let the ref count him out. It's it's hard to 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 criticise because you you're there getting hit in there. You know the pain. It's it's painful. You know you have a swollen eye. You have a cut. Yeah. You, you know you have a broken hand or a broken nose or eyes. It's fucking painful. So who are we to say? Well, you should have taken some more. Everybody's pain threshold is different. And some people can take more. But what I will say is it's it's not some just because you quit, he, he quit. You can't say quit is to give up. Give up is to make a choice. He gave, he made the choice to stop fighting. That's you can't say that's wrong or right. That's that an individual choice. So it's not a case of oh you're a quitter, you're this, you're that. No, you can't say that. Roberto Duran quit in a fire. Is he not one of the greatest fighters ever lived? Miguel Miguel uh, Miguel well, Kessie, my dog's putting me off. Cotto, uh, uh, he, 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 he chose to take a knee and, and, and similar sort of thing, but he took a hellacious beating and then decided, enough's enough, I can't go anymore. Does that take anything away from him? Look at what, you know, what he came on, he, he won the rematch and, and, and so on. But everybody has a certain pain threshold where they just think that is enough. The, the worry is that for Dubois, it wasn't a, a brutal sort of fight all the way through. He didn't take power shot after power shot. You know, um, it was jabs, jabs, jabs. The injury came up, the eye came up, and then he chose, that's it. So he has to get through that. If he can get through that, if he's got the right people around him to bring him back, yes, he can come through that. But when I see people, the thing is, is it's the effects of what people say. You have to block that out. Because I've seen it with, when AJ lost against Ruiz, every jumping on it, oh, he quit, he quit, he quit. Then you see Kel Brook taking a knee when he um, with the uh, Spence fight. Now Kel had known that feeling because he had he had that orbital uh, fracture against Golovkin, and was pulled out by his corner. And then Kel chose to 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 take a knee against Spence because he felt the other. I knew that feeling. He he had that feeling. So again, who 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 are you to to criticise him for taking a knee because he knew that his eye socket had gone. He knew that, so he took that knee because he had that feeling. And it's like, whoa! The doctor told you in the in after the Golovkin fight lucky the fight got stopped otherwise you could have been blinded so of course you're going to make that choice to listen i need you know this has happened again i need to get myself out of that fight but then people are on twitter and social media criticizing and, and, and really vilifying him for making that decision but then the same sort of people that were doing that with aj doing that with with uh, kel and now saying oh yeah but He's looking after his long-term health and this, this, it's about to bar. If you're gonna, if you're gonna criticize everybody, if you're gonna criticize some for choosing to quit and calling it a day, you have to say the same thing about Ellis. It doesn't because it's not because you're team Matchroom or team Frank Warren, right? People are, are the two absorbed in this thing where they just want to back one promoter. Back the fucking fighters. You know, whether or not, whether or not you like the promoter or not, the promoter's not getting in there and, and fine. It's the fighters, you know. But if you're going to criticise one, you've got to criticise all. But the same thing is, if you're going to make, not make excuses, but if you're going to defend one, you've got to defend them all. You've got to understand the thought process. Everybody's got a different thought process. And like I said, everybody's got a different pain threshold. Remember Arthur Abrams? 
um, when he had that broken jaw and he carried on and his mouth sang open. And he kind of, it's like, fuck me, how can you carry on like that? There is a very minute percentage of men that will put themselves through that, you know? And is that, is that bravery or is that stupidity? But that's their choice. That's what they decide to do. It's everybody's got, you know, some people, you know, you big, strong men. I know from talking to when we go for medicals, being big, heavyweight, danger men, strong, aggressive men, scared of a needle. Then you get something else, you know, they'll say, oh, yes, yeah, stick it, no, don't bother. You know, we all have different things where we can cope with things in, in different ways. And you hit a threshold, that's you done, and that's it. Dubois thought that was the right choice for him. Fair play. I hope he comes back from the mental because he's only a young fighter. The problem is, is, is everybody else on social media that's going to dig at him, dig at him, dig at him. But, you know, it just shows you that in this game, in this sport, there's so many different elements to making a top, top fighter. It's not about just getting guys in that are going to be intimidated by your power and going to um, fall over when you hit them or they're the types of fighters that are going to get hurt and, and I've got a track record of getting hurt and, and you will just pad your record up to make you look like some sort of beast because if you don't get asked those questions as you're coming through when it's a, a big test like last night was you get asked the questions in the middle of, of the fight in a stressful situation and you don't know the answers of those you know you need sparring where you're under you know you're under pressure you where, where you're getting hit back where where you're in against people that are better than you. Too many people want to win rounds in sparring and be the top man in the sparring, you know, sparring sessions. Because then you hear stories about where people start saying, oh, yeah, but he, you know, like um, Dubois, uh, Warren came out this week or, or something where, where he said, he, he just let it slip. Oh, yeah, uh, Dubois dropped AJ. I, I signed him because he dropped AJ in sparring. It doesn't matter. Sparring's about learning. It's not about who's the top dog in that sparring session. It's about learning, you know, it's about coping with certain situations, put yourself in situations that are difficult. So it just rounds you mentally as well. So when shit starts going wrong in a fight, when you can't get your shots off, when somebody's just pinging you, pinging you, pinging you, and round after round, and you're not being comfortable in there, coping with it, thinking, okay, I've been here before, I've been here in sparring, I know what to do, I know how to adjust, and I, I, I know mentally how to get through these things. Um, I hope he comes back from it because he's, he's young and, and he, he is future, you know, he's, he's a young, young man. And all these sort of experiences build fighters as we come through. Not everybody's going to be a Floyd Mayweather that comes through unbeaten and things, you know, but these are real fighters. And the one thing that I will say is that Joyce was really, really written off, you know, really, really enough. You would never have guessed that, you know, this was a 50-50 fight going in there and, and, um, uh, you know, both promoted by the same same man, uh, same team. It was kind of like Everly Sapp, but you get that in boxing. It's happened before and it's going to happen again. When when there's something that you, you're grooming to be a superstar, the flagship of your of your flagship of your uh, your establishment and your your company, you, they do get the bigger push. But you know, it's all right for for us as fans to write off because we've got no you know, we've got no uh, bearing on it. You know, we're not looking after these fighters. We're, we're nothing to it. We're just fans. So we pick up, yeah, he's going to win. Yeah, he's going to win. You know, it, it is what it is. But you've got you've to understand that this is, this is boxing. And, and when people always say, oh, no chance, no chance, you just don't know in boxing. That's what makes the sport so great. It certainly does. Um, and before I let you go, Dave, um, 
just a final word on Joe Joyce. Um, what next for him? As you mentioned, you know, a lot of the talk before the fight was Daniel Dubois could fight Alexander Usyk next. He could do this. He could fight Dillian White. Joe Joyce is now in the driving seat, as Frank Warren said yesterday. What would you like to see from him? We saw Tony Yoker in action on um, over the weekend on the Friday. There's obviously the Usyk fight. They've got history going back to the WSB. What would you like to see next for Juggernaut? You know what? Uh, I don't know because this is a this this was a domestic fight. It was a good domestic fight. That's what it was, and we said that beforehand. You know, I'd said that beforehand. People talking about the winner of this can fight. You know, go straight up to world level, and and you know, let's get a, a big fight against one. You know, Usyk or something like that. I get I get the 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 thing with Joyce and Usyk because they fought in the amateurs. Great. But it's still a, it was still a domestic level fight. Get into the world level now. Start, you know, the top fifteen, top tens, uh, um, top ten rankings. Um, if AJ gives up that WBO, then yeah, Usyk against Usyk against uh, Joyce could happen. But you think you see, whereas you can you can kind of like you could take the time with with Daniel Dubois because of his age. With Joyce, it's a little bit different. Mm. Um, so I, I would I would think that he'll be after the big fights as, as soon as he can, and why not? Because the thing is with his style and how he's boxing is that is what it's going to be. You know how far up the the ladder that can go, I don't know, but that is how he's going to be. You know you're not going to teach him. He's, he's not going to turn into Sugar Ray Leonard or Muhammad Ali or something like that. You know he's he's basic. Obviously the jab and the defense is getting better. That was that was you know keeping the head offline, but. Um, the basic principles of, of Joe Joyce is always going to be the same. You are going to land some good power shots on him. It looks like he's got an unbelievable chin. So it's a case of can you cope with that relentlessness? You know, and that's how it's the the patterns are always going to be with that fight. But I, I'd like to see Joyce now get some get some um, uh, get some credit. And you know, get a big fight and make some money. And you know, and Sam Jones, Sam Jones, is, he's done a great job giving it that for Joe Joyce, and he's going to be enjoying himself today because you know, I, I, listen, he convinced me because I was always like, I don't know if Joe can get out of those first few rounds, but if he does, as it got to the fight, I, I stuck some money on on Joe Joyce, seven to twelve. Sam Jones, thank you very much, Joe Joyce. Thank you very much. Because one was talking to Sam and telling me about how, how he was looking in training, how they'd improved, his, how his defence was looking so much better. So I thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to go with it. So, yeah, Sam, Sam's done a great job in getting his, you know, getting his man publicity and getting out there. But Joe, ultimately, Joe's done a, done a fantastic job in going there, working hard, putting up with, you know, it, his trainer. He didn't have his trainer for that fight, you know, and, and all that changes that's a, a big thing going into the biggest fight of um fight of your career really and um certainly the highest profile fight of your career to have that go against you on fight week it's like shit again he he just doesn't care he handled it he went in there like a true pro and and did the job and and steve Broughton did it did a great job in the corner and 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 working uh you know keeping the game plan flowing and, and keeping joe um focused and I just think it was a great team performance. I think, like I said, I want to see Joe now make some money, get some good publicity about him, build his own profile, and and um, and let's chuck him into the mix and see what happens. 
Exciting times in the heavyweight division, as always. And as always, a real pleasure to speak to you, Mr. Coldwell. Thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social. Look forward to catching up with you soon. Thanks, mate. Get some rest. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs>